Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. Good morning, everybody. Honor and respect here. Come on. It's an interesting morning this morning. We've got a lot of family stuff to fit in. Baptisms, communions, hellos, goodbyes, splits, plants, whatever you want to this morning. We're fitting it in. It's a family day. So it's nice to see some familiar faces that haven't been here. We missed you guys. Very nice to have you. Laura's back. Good. There we go. The sellers are here. Maybe says. You are a beautiful bunch. Come give us a smile. There we go. So we are in Colossians, hey? Have you guys been enjoying it? Okay, my dad and my mom. Always encouraging. Always encouraging. (laughs) Ah, thank you, Father, that we can come together and celebrate as your church. We don't come to a building. We are living stones in your building, my God. Father, and just in the mere fact, hearing your word this morning, we know that there's something more that will come alive in us. And we will grow because your word is active, living, able, relevant. Thank you, my God. Give us the ability to understand your word. Father, give me the ability to, to share your word with your children, God. I don't take it for granted. May it be interesting. May it be life-giving. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you open your Bibles, Colossians 3. I've got a tiny little piece that I'm preaching on this morning. Brimming. So many things. I'm taking out of it what I felt God said we're going to share on this morning and what you need to hear. Your duty is to go home and unpack it even further. So you've all bought your notebooks and your cappuccinos for 25 rounds, South African rounds. Yeah? Guys, we printed those things. We need to get rid of them. Somebody needs to go and buy them, please. Okay? 25 rounds for a cappuccino and a book. Just do it after the service. They are beautiful. They can do individualized scriptures on every page. It's amazing. Hey, Thank you very much, Taz. Mm. So the heading in my ESV says, put on the new self. Anybody else's ESV say that? That's such a good translation. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then also will you also will appear with him in glory. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And that's my portion this morning. If you have been raised with Christ... Who here has been raised with Christ? I 
sometimes think the world is more interested in physical resurrections when they should be more excited about that spiritual resurrection that happens in us when we say, Jesus Christ, we accept you as Lord and Savior. Not that physical resurrection isn't amazing. God is amazing. But may that never be the only thing that we are after. May we be after the heart of the Father. So Colossians, you know that this is written to a church in Colossa by Paul. The thing that's interesting here is we, we know that this, this letter was written by the hand of another from the heart of Paul to a church that he only knew about that he did not know. Does that make sense? He never went there. He never planted it. The Bible <laughs> was written by the hand of others on behalf of God to us. The Colossians could have gone and said, no, 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 no. You don't know us. You haven't been here. We will not listen to what you have to say. And we all would say to them, you would have been stupid if you did that. Not so. Because reading this letter, it is so relevant. He was speaking to the current affairs of that church. As if he knew it. As if he was there. How many of us read the word of God today and we say, I'm going to glance over that portion because that's not relevant. You don't know my context. But you don't know what I go through every day. If you only know who I'm married to. If you have these kids that I have. Don't you come and tell me to discipline in love. Ha. Don't you tell me to mutually submit to the one that I promised my life to. You don't know my context. Can we remind ourselves that these, these letters are not just the, the, the content, but the, how it was done is, is also speaking of the heart of God. He will never, ever, ever leave us if there's something that needs to be addressed. May we be a people of humility that receive His Word in relevance to us. All of His Word. Not the portions that sit comfortably, what our itchy ears like to hear, but all of it. May we be a people that hear the wisdom of God through our brothers and our sisters in humility. May we be a people that seek after the voice of the God who spoke in Genesis right through to Revelation and still speaks and says, hear me. May we receive his voice in humility. I wonder, because there's, there's not a lot said about the response of the church. But have you, as you've been reading chapter 1, chapter 2, and now we're starting chapter 3, have you picked up things that, that if you apply it will, will, will strengthen you and give you resolve? 
Well done, church. A couple of things I'm going to go through this morning. First one is going to be raised with Christ. Second one is going to be things on earth. Third one is going to be you have died. Fourth one is going to be appear in glory. And in between, we're going to do some family affairs. that all right? So this is what I've taken, what I felt for, for us this morning. I, I've already said that the world really likes it when people are raised from the dead. But um, we're not all Lazarus, are we? Any Lazaruses here? Anybody here raised from, from the dead recently? Stop it. Don't entice me. No one. But we are raised with Christ. This is what the word says. What does it mean to us? Let me just tell you, I have seen people that start with being raised in Christ in the spiritual, where they become alive in their spirits to the Holy Spirit, and they are reborn, and I can see the difference physically in them. Have you seen that? Their countenances lift, and there's hope, and there's joy, and there's lightness, and all of a sudden, they skip instead of slouch. It happens. There is a physical rebirth, maybe just not the way that um, some YouTube videos show us, but there is physical rebirth. But let us never, ever forget that when we are raised with Christ, we are raised to spiritual freedom in Him. And for those of us that are afflicted with emotional problems, and I'm not minimizing it, there is reality to having psycho, psychosomatical symptoms. There, are, there are, are, are things that we suffer with, that we are afflicted with. We are also raised emotionally in Christ. As much as we are raised but our countenances change, and we can skip, and we can sing praises, and we can lift our hands. During worship this morning, how many of you could raise your hands? When you came in here, you couldn't. But as we lift up the one who is worthy, all of a sudden, there's a freedom that comes, and the shackles fall off. Raised from dead. I wonder how many of us realize that that context there, who was in charge at the moment, where, at, that, at this time when this letter was written? What was the empire that was in charge? No doubt about it, eh? What happened during the Roman Empire? We were persecuted. What was important? Who you were, who you knew, what you had. That's why some of the letters are written about they are no longer slave nor free man. Slavery was real. Status was a lot. I wonder if we read it in that context that maybe you're also raised to life from your situation and your circumstances. How amazing is that God directs the worship team to sing, It is well with my soul. And our first point is being raised despite our circumstances to life in Him. Do you know that you are raised to life despite your circumstances? And there I cross over to one of the next points for a specific purpose. Write it down. Put it as a status for heaven's sake. Instead of all those ridiculous Snapchat videos with the perfect complexion and and lashes. Put it on your status. I've been raised to life in Christ despite my circumstances. I'm spiritually alive in Him. I can walk. I can skip. Raised from a mindset that you are not worthy. That who you are doesn't matter. He was nailed 
to a cross. That's how much you mattered. He would give himself to ransom you. When was the last time you thought about that reality? We did the high school camp this week, my wife and I, <clears throat> with Levi and Duan went to go and serve the high school and facilitate sessions and do worship. And there was another guy that facilitated a session there. And he said, God, to, to, to forget about you would have to remove part of himself because you are written and engraved in the palm of his hand. You are raised to life in him. You are with him. You are worth it. We are emotionally, spiritually, physically raised to life. Our status, we are raised above our status. What the world says no longer matter. We are raised in Christ. And we are raised from our own mindsets where we think so little of ourselves. And he says, contemplate the things that are above. Think about yourself the way that I think about you. Raised with Christ. Second one. Things on earth. Can you, can you remember what Duan preached last week? Let's see how your memory is. If you had a notebook, you could read it now. It's only 25 rand with a cappuccino at the grounded desk. He gave us pitfalls. Can you remember? Pitfalls that we fall into because we have religion and not relationship. You remember that? It was good. I hope you guys all told him that it was a good message. It was. But we struggle. He, he, the, the context of this thing, he says, um, <clears throat> set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Now, I'm sorry, but it's difficult because the things on earth are quite real. When you need food, you need food. Any parents here, when your kids come to you and they need food, they need food. Let me tell you a story about Joy. So Joy is four. She's not here. I can throw her under the bus. She comes to me. She says, Dad, can I have a yogurt? I'm like, no. Every afternoon we get home, that child chows yogurt. No. She's like, Dad, can I have toast? No. Can't have toast. Oh, Dad, can I have a packet of chips? No, you can't. Have a bit of water, Joy. Now, we have a water cooler that they, they drink water from. And for those parents whose kids don't drink water, buy a water cooler. It really works. Clever idea. They drink. She drinks that water. She's sitting there while I'm preparing the, the meal now. Now she's sipping that water. She says to me, Dad, you're killing me. I'm starving. Drink your water, Joy. She's like, oh, Dad, you're killing me. Things of the earth are real. How can we not consider them? You want to say to Paul, do you not live? Maybe there in your jail it's okay because you have water and food and you can fast for 40 days. But things of the earth are real. Who's had God troubles? You know, talk about breaking your soul. That thing just doesn't start. Oh my, things of the earth are real. I don't think this man wasn't aware of things of the earth. What is he talking about? 
This was a church that he wrote to, that he heard about, that was struggling with the influences, that was being distracted from Jesus Christ as the central focus of their faith. You see, the things of the earth, good or bad, the enemy knows. He's not, never going to come to you and say, look at this. This is a distraction. I'm just going to distract you. Yeah, yeah. And like a little cat that you point a little pointer to, and the cat chases it, he, he's never going to announce that that's a distraction. You know what he's going to do? He's going to attract you to something else. All of a sudden, the wealth of the world is pretty. The shape of a person is very attractive. The lip gloss on another man's wife is just so intoxicating. That next car that you can barely afford, but if you cut back on this and this and your tithe, you can afford it. Only to find out you can't because the fuel and the insurance is too much. He doesn't tell you it's a distraction. He sells it as the pretty attraction thing that you cannot live without. And all the people in marketing says, wow, sure, you are outing us. Yes. And then he comes and he says, when you worry about things, it's good. Stress about it a bit more, then your problems are going to fade away. You don't have enough money, just think about it a lot longer than you should. It'll, it'll then get. And he cons us and lulls us into this thing where we find ourselves shortly and quickly Completely distracted. We went on the camp again. Sorry to reference that. This was the junior school camp. So it was three weeks ago. Molise is busy sharing the evening. Guess what happens? A bat flies into that thing. That, it, it's almost the size of Batman, guys. I'm, not, I'm a little bit exaggerating. Massive bat with its wingspan. That thing circles us kids. Can't hear a word Molly's is saying. It happens like this. Having your quiet time reading your Bible. All of a sudden, you remember, oh, darn it. I made this promise to find this person. Uh, and you know, it was about this uh, book that you haven't read, grocery list that you need to do. And by the way, forgot to pack... And you have to come back right to this point because it happens so quickly. Before you know it, the importance in your mind, the things of the earth take over. It's not that they are unimportant. It's just that they shouldn't be the central focus of your life. couple of things that we as a church need to watch out for that's becoming the things of the earth. 
secular wisdom creeping into our understanding of relationship with Christ. Spiritualism. I wouldn't classify myself as Christian. I'm very spiritual. What spirit? Are you into Cain? Jen? What spirit? Call it by name. Let's see. There's only one spirit. And he's part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit. That we should be intoxicated with. The Holy Spirit. Now people are mixing in a little bit of this religion. A little bit of this religion. A little bit of this religion. A little bit of this. And God says, I am God, and besides me, there is no other. Next thing that's creeping in is the things of the earth that's distracting us is religious practices. We are the free, the freedom generation. All of a sudden, Coming to church is not a celebration to come and celebrate God with your friends. It is a must. Believe you me, it is a must. But not born out of a duty. Born out of a love. All of a sudden, you find yourself judging other people. And all, and all that's left is judgment and no love of Christ. All of a sudden, your works and your deeds entitle you to demand God to do things and speak when you are present. I've given this to the church, my God. I've given this. I've poured this out. Will you please just do this now? And all of a sudden, religion births this arrogance in us that makes us God and God our little slot machine. We pour money into the fourth one, political and economic influences. The church has a voice against the political stance. We will always have a voice because we stand for righteousness. The righteousness is inspired by the word of God. We don't need a political party telling the church what to do. We've lived through that, people. South Africa has lived through that. It birthed apartheid. What the church needs to do is be the love of Christ out there. Being the hands and feet out there to the people that need it. True religion. The widows and the orphans. And dare I say the church needs to guard against the economic influences. Where all of a sudden, 90% of the time, is spoken about the upgrades in the building. And the latest and the greatest thing that will happen to you if you give. You know what happens when you give to God? He helps you come out with what's left. And he makes it grow because what you sow, you reap. It's a principle in him. 
It would be wonderful if we could put 100 rand notes into a Kia Picanto and it turns into a Lamborghini. We give to God because He is the one who, who gave us that principle. If you trust me, you will never lack. I wonder if those people that are going to get baptized can quickly dash out and go and get ready. We've got extra t-shirts, got extra towels. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you've never been baptized, this morning is for you. It is not something that you prepare for and get ready for. It is basically a step of obedience and a declaration of your new life in Christ. So what do you need to do before you can get baptized? Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And we will gladly baptize you this morning. Anybody here that didn't put their name down that want to get baptized this morning? You can quickly organize your t-shirt and towel. Anybody? At the back? Anybody? It would be our greatest pleasure to do this with you and to witness a life that's reborn. This point I'm going to talk about is you have died. What baptism is about this morning. Anybody? I'm reading my, my quiet time at the moment. I'm going through Acts. Guess what I read this morning? The Ethiopian eunuch says, well, I've, I've accepted Jesus now. There's water. Come, let's be baptized. We're having that kind of a Sunday. Everybody gone out that needs to go out? Super. So the, the next thing is for you have died, point number three. It, it, is anybody, how long does it take to build a habit? 21 days. How do you break a habit? <laughs> 42 days. <laughs> you don't break a habit by not doing it for 21 days. You break a habit by starting another one for 21 days. You get the principle, eh? You don't go against uh, and say, I'm, I'm going to break this habit, I'm going to break this habit. No, you start to do something else instead, which becomes your habit then after 21 days. It's what Paul is writing. You have died. You have died. You have died. You have died. Keeps reminding us. It's not just enough to say I'm not going to be distracted by the money and the, and, the, and the worries and the things of the earth. You need to start saying I'm going to be attracted to the things of Christ. I'm going to be attracted to my word. I'm going to be committed to reading it. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to understand what community is about. I need to be attracted to this. How long do you need to do it? 21 days and then? Forever, because the habit is built. 
People come to me and say, I'm reading my Bible again. I'm so into it. I'm really enjoying it. Four days later, how's that going? Yeah, I I got really busy. 21 days. (laughs) Come on, people. We can do this. We can be attracted to the things of, of God. One of the ways that you do declare that you have died with Christ and that you've been reborn with Him is baptism. Here we go. Now there's another distraction. Yes, so walks in with swagger. The practice was that you would go under into the water as a, as a Gentile in the old Hebrew tradition. And they would cover you and say, rise up. Now you've been reborn as a Jew. So when Jesus speaks about this and when the, 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 the Paul writes about this, they're they saying, you are going under as the old person and you are being reborn as a new person. No, 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 like just for those that, that, that struggle with, are you physically being reborn? No, guys. I need to get Sean up here to explain it. There is no birthing in the physical, but there's this thing that is reborn within you that says, I now show the world that I've been reborn. What is birthed in you when you are being baptized? Courage. Boldness, a testimony, a thing that says, I will not be ashamed of my God. Count me as one of the numbered ones. I'm in the army. I'm in the family. I'm in relationship with God. What dies when he says, we are died, we are dead? I will our individualism, our mastery over ourselves. We lay it all down before Christ. One of the commentaries that I read said, what are we dead to? When, when the Bible here says we are, we are dead. We are dead to sin. We are dead to the law. And we are dead to the principles, the, 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 the rudiments of the world. Anybody here still sin every now and again? More again than now? Yeah, we do. We all do. So it's not that we're never going to sin again. It's that, that control that our broken, sinful nature had over us is no longer there. And we are empowered in Christ to walk a life that is pleasing to our God. It is when we have sinned that the grace that, that Terry spoke and Lainey spoke of this morning is sufficient to restore us in relationship with God. Law's broken. The Bible says Jesus came and he fulfilled the law once and forever. He paid the price so that the wrath of God can be appeased and that you can be in relationship with him. No longer do you have to tick a box. You can say, my father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me my daily bread. Forgive me my sin as I forgive those. For yours is the glory and the power, the authority, dominion. 
my father. And no longer are we controlled by the primal urges of this world. Because let's be honest, if we were controlled by the primal urges, there would be far fewer people on the road. We've got a big garden, but I don't think I would have been able to hide all the bodies. We are free. We have died to that nature. That is why we can come together when we baptize people this morning. That is why we celebrate. Because it is an external expression of an internal rebirth. Where are the people? Do, are they ready? You come to the front. Those that want to be baptized or are going to be baptized this morning. You need a shirt, Tosh. Are you going to be baptized? It's your choice. We're not going to force you. Let's remove the electricity out of the water. <laughs> Die to self. Ah, oh, give her a hand. Good choice. <laughs> We're going to help you. Don't stress. <laughs> All right. Are you stirring up deep, deep waters? Right. First one up. Can you confess that you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Is he your all? Get into the water with Dua. Nice, eh? Here we go. Ephraim, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can I ask some of the leaders to come and stand with them? We pray over them. Um, okay. Okay, can we ask some of the leaders to come and pray with them? There we go. Tosh, have you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Well done. He'll lead you there.
Tosh, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anybody else? Absolutely anybody. So Tosh gave a life to the Lord three weeks ago. And today, he decided to follow God in obedience through baptism. Let's gather around her quickly, some of the leaders. I'm doing one last time. Anybody else here this morning who want to be baptized? Going once, <laughs> going twice. Give them a few seconds. While they're praying for the people that got baptized, you know, Heath and Tabs has gone to Italy. You think going into Europe as a Christian in today's day and age is easy. There's an element of dying to self that needs to happen. We don't understand, but when we are confronted with international culture towards God, His Word, and church, we live in an open heaven in South Africa. The fact that we can come together here and talk about relationship, we can encourage each other, that we have community, you don't find it anywhere else. And though they might go to a country that has a good currency, there's an element of dying to self. What happens this morning, they've landed, they're safely there with the kids. Carmelina, um, Sylvia's uh, mother, used to be with us in the church. And she lives there now. So they've landed and they've, they, they're safe there. They're in Nona's arms. Tabs grew up with a grandma, so it's not a, a foreign relationship. It's a, it's, a, it's a close relationship. But this morning, they go to a church that is possibly unlike ours. From tomorrow, they start scouting the land. And I can guarantee you, as a person, they've probably arrived thinking this is how it's going to happen. And God, these are the signs we'll be looking out for. Can we as a congregation hold them up in prayer that they will empty themselves of themselves, die to their own ideas so that God can come and, and, and fill them with these ideas. Just where you are now, just close your eyes and say, God, we lift teeth and taps before you now, Lord. Father, that they will hear your voice so clearly that they will die to their own ideas, their own nature, that they can be filled with wisdom from above, that they will understand when you say go left, go right, that there won't be any distractions in themselves, God. Father, that there won't be any judging of the people, that there will just be a love that you confirm and you fill them with for the people. Oh my God, we pray for open heaven over them as they go into that country, that they will experience you, your presence, your nearness. 
Father, we know that we have taken care of all the earthly things that you could possibly do. And Father, they are our friends, they are our family, they are our children. They are of us, Lord. And this morning we cover them in prayer. Protect them from on high, most, most amazing God. Holy Spirit, inspire them. As they empty themselves, may they be full of you. In Jesus' name. Last point, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm rushing, but I was interrupted by the baptism. Okay. Appear in glory. So the first point was, raised with Christ. Second one, things on earth. Third one, for you have died. Fourth one, appear in glory. Simple one. It talks about Christ appearing in glory. And I'm pretty sure when he comes again, and the Bible says that he will appear, and all of us will see us. Every eye will see him, and every mouth will confess. It's going to be glorious. Oh, it's going to be glorious for us. And I'm sure he's going to shine like the sun, and he's going to be radiant, and his appearance, appearance is going to be glorious. That we cannot fathom or imagine. I'm sure. Appear in glory. But it says that we too can appear like him in glory. Anybody here lately radiating light from their faces? I do in the mornings when I wake up. My wife and my children come and look at me and say, Oh dad, you are shining with the glory of God. Anybody see, have ever seen anybody else like that? I think the last people that saw it was the Israelites with Moses. That glory. So what is he writing about here? It's not that glory. That word glory is doxa, honor, nature. So yes, he's going to appear in glory. And yes, we will be ready. And yes, we will meet him and we will celebrate for all eternity our King and our Savior and our Lord. And he is worthy. And praises will spring forth from us. And we will see angels worship him. And we will cast down crowns in glory. But this glory, when he says we will appear like him in glory, talks about the nature of Christ when he was on earth. Reflecting the heart of the Father. How do you think Christ appears in glory nowadays? In his nature and in his honor. Through you and through me. His glory and his honor, his nature is made visible when we live like he has instructed us to live. How often does the appearance of Christ in glory fill the house that you enter how often do you walk in his nature and take his appearance into situations and to those broken hearted broken people that need him how often are they confronted with the appearance of Christ's glory when you enter a room we all know I do that in the mornings we're lacking this, guys. That is why we need community.
And community step one is us being with one another. But the most important step is us, communion with God. What happened when Moses spent time with God? His face shone with the glory of God. I'm going to ask them to move the communion tables to the front. I'm going to ask you all to come and take your communion and take it back to your seat, not to take communion. We're going to do it together as a community this morning. There's a table at the back, two tables in the front. As often as you get together, take this in remembrance of me. The bread for my body, the grape juice as a symbol of his blood. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Bible says you are welcome to have communion with the saints. If you are not comfortable to have communion with us this morning, we're not going to judge you. But please don't distract us from having communion with our God. When Jesus was with his disciples, he took the bread and he said, and he broke it and he gave it to them. And he said, this is my body broken for you. That was the, the sacrifice. He gave himself for you. Remember that as you eat it this morning. We thank you, Father, for your body. Take a moment and consider the significance of Creator God giving Himself for you. And then He said, and He took the wine, we've got grape juice, and He said, this is my blood poured out for you. It cleanses you of sin. It was, it was symbolic of how the blood of the sacrificial lamb was poured out and applied for the forgiveness of sins and appeasing the wrath of God. He said, I'll do it for you. i pour myself out for you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood. May we never forget the sacrifice. I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable with God and for a few moments just thank Him. Just quietly where you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are communing with us as we choose to focus on you. How glorious you are, God. Our text. Colossians 3, 1 to 4, and the message reads like this. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up, eternal heavenly perspective, and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. 
Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, when He shows up again on this earth, He'll show up to the real you, the glorious you. Glory of Christ, His character, His purpose, His will for your life. It's found in communion with Him. We thank you for this, Lord. Father, we don't, we don't give up things and we don't sacrifice things to gain, but we do it because we love and adore you, God. This morning, Father, may we be a people that trust you, your will, and your purpose for our lives completely. May all of us walk in the fullness of what you have called us to. May we keep Christ central and remember it's all about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za.